I said, I just, we need like a sponsor or something like that. Make ourselves really well known, you know, and help us out there. They're not really easy to come by, though. I mean, I mean, I know we don't really have any sponsors right now, but if we did, I mean, I'm not sure what we convinced them of how good we are, but second, um, about Coke Zero, by the way, cream, just like the regular Coke. Wow. I love it. It's, 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 it really is good. But like I said, I'm not sure who we get as a sponsor, but somebody. I'm just the, just stop the show, Jeff. Just yeah, okay. Okay. And welcome to the old Titans. I emphasized old this week because we were dancing like a couple old people. And they could see us. But I'm John Paul. The co-creator, executive producer, CEO, CFO, groundskeeper, puppeteer, the one and only B-Man. Sure. Okay. Get a couple of new ones in there. I, I do. Puppeteer. Puppeteer. Puppeteer's new. Yes. Not that we have any puppets, but hey, okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm a sidekick. Sidekick. Puppet. Sidekick. Make puppet. You say, make you say stuff. Okay. Sure. Hey, that works for me. Works for me. Puppeteer. All right. We have a great show planned for hours and days and weeks coming up for you. To oversell it. Yes. Okay. We get All right. All right. Yeah. Well, hey. You know, I think it'll be a good show. Bit, a little bit. I think it'll be a good show. We're going to start, as always, with a B-Man. Question of the week. All right, it's Oscar season, kind of. Yeah. All these big movies coming right. out, that kind of stuff. The last, pretty much, decade almost, yeah. superhero movies have been dominating. Oh. Just dominating the box office. Absolutely. Never get any awards. At least they make it, like, special effects or makeup, whatever yeah. it is. But for the most Which part... Which they don't even give out on the night of the Oscars. Yeah. Right. For the most part, they never have best film, never have any of that cool stuff. Best right. actors. Right. Are they getting snubbed, or is this so much superhero movies where so much is the same that nobody really cares? My opinion, I think there is a general feeling of anything popular, don't have to be superhero, anything that's a big action blockbuster, the people who are voting on this, which are the directors and actors it's themselves, they see that as, yeah, but that's a moneymaker. A moneymaker is not something that we vote for the best of. It has to be artsy. It has to be something more. I think there is a, an inherent um, prejudice against anything that makes a lot of money, honestly. Really? I really think there is. And superheroes happen to be that thing right now. You know, for a while it would have been, you know, And you're probably right. Die Hard, for example, yeah, was yeah. huge and never got anything. I just feel, I mean, yeah, a lot of the superhero movies these days are so cookie cutter, I would say, yeah. one way to do it. But for the most part, some of them have good stories. Absolutely. V for Vendetta, great story, I thought. V for Vendetta, Watchmen, um, Dark Knight. Right. I mean, there, there are certain ones that definitely should have gotten something somewhere. Now, for Dark Knight, Legend did win the uh, Best Supporting Character, I believe it was. Might or? have, and then that's great. And this year, Logan was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. So there is the token that happens every so often, but I think they... Whether snub is the right word or just prejudice against them or whatever, yeah, there, there's that. I think Logan was adapted just the fact that, well, they made a lot of money over the years, the Wolverine franchises, yeah. and being this Hugh Jackman's last one, this is kind of his, yeah. Yeah, congratulations. They did it with Lord of the Rings as well. The first two movies weren't for any awards, really, and then, you know, The King was probably the worst out of all of them. And the Oscars are really, really bad. The whole Academy is really, really bad about not really rewarding, in all cases, the best. A lot of times they 
look at the full body of work. Like, um, I can't think of an act. Oh, John Wayne, for instance. John Wayne had a huge body of work, tons of movies. Was all of it Oscar worthy? No, of course not. But he had some really good roles in there. However, he didn't, whether he didn't get nominated or even, or definitely didn't win for a long time, he finally got his Oscar nomination for Rooster Cogburn and, and won for Rooster Cogburn. It was just kind of a average John Wayne movie. There wasn't anything extra special about it. But at that point, the whole Academy felt like, you know, we can't not give John Wayne, at this point in his career, something. Right. Again, not that he didn't deserve one. I thought he deserved one many times before that. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the actor. Um, do you remember Drusilla from um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yes. Okay. She's a legacy actress. Um, her father, father or grandfather, whichever it is, um, he finally got Best Supporting Actor for Ed Wood. Um, he was in Ed Wood. Not his best role his entire life, but it was a body of work type thing. They, the Depp movie, Ed Wood? Hmm? The Johnny Depp movie, yeah. Ed Wood? Okay. Yeah. You know, the... Nothing wrong with that movie. The movie was, was good. About I, the worst movie in the world ever made and, and such, and uh, director. But, um, yeah, that, to some degree, these awards don't mean a lot anymore. It's kind of self-congratulatory within Hollywood. Because um, they need the, they need it, obviously. Well, yes, because their lives are meaningless without them. Yes, of course. That's what it feels so, like. Um, uh, last, year, last year and this year, um, La La Land was huge. It was like the thing last year in the Oscars. Right. Um, nominated for everything and won a ton of it. The same people involved um, were involved in doing The Greatest Showman this year. I've now seen both of them. I saw The Greatest Showman first. Loved it so much I wanted to go back and see La La Land because I'd wanted to see it originally anyway. I finally got around to seeing it and I saw them within like a week, week and a half of each other. I thought it was actually kind of average to poor. I didn't think it was that good. However, it was all about the main characters trying to make it in Hollywood. And I think all these people in the Academy who vote for this stuff saw themselves in the characters and gave it a much higher rating than it really deserved. And okay. you know, that was self, again, a little pat on the back from all of them to themselves. I do think, yeah, the more political inside and, and that kind of stuff and the personal feelings really come into play. I, I remember one year, Side of House Rules. Remember mm-hmm. that from like yeah. back in the 90s? Yeah. Where Early 2000, 2000, I think it was, when it came out. That was up tons of awards, tons of them. I tried on three separate occasions to watch that movie. Just couldn't do it. I kept falling asleep. Could not do it. And there are some like that. And then there are some that definitely deserve it. There are definitely some that come along that not only do the people in Hollywood recognize it, but everybody does. I mean, those, those happen. Um, I took five, I think, different film classes when I was in college. Um, love movies and all that kind of stuff and we watched through all those a lot of the movies that were in the best Oscar best this best that most of them were really good and deserved now I didn't see everything else that year I don't know if they were the best but I have no problem with those being best pictures or best examples of something but there's yeah there's a lot of years where it's like really? everything came out this year? really? I have to watch the Oscars it feels like I don't know just movies that always win the movies I, I don't care to see I mean, that's just that's that's okay. It's not my genre, obviously. I just yeah. there's a lot of them out there. So yeah. Anyways, yes, that was it. So shall we move on to the news? news. All right, we're gonna go into the news. I only have one news item. Okay. And it's one I'm upset about. So do you want me to go into my upset one first? Oh, I'd like to see you upset, John Paul. It makes me happy. Yeah, upset, but or do you want to go through other stuff that you found first? The only thing I could find from this week, 
Oh, I'm sure that things happened. I just can't think of yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. Um, one of the biggest games of all time, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. The sequel comes out finally this year, October 26th, 2018. Finally okay. date released. So, yay! Yeah. So that's, 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 all, that's all I got. It looks good. I've, I've, I've never played it, but I've, I've sat and watched people play it. It looks really good. First one I loved. Loved the first one. Main character dies in the end of it. So, you know, there's that. Spoilers. Spoiler, by the way. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, was that... Was one of the expansions on that like a zombie thing or Yeah, whatever? I never played it. Okay. Because the main setting itself really doesn't have it. It was just a western like setting. It was right. a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, the zombie when I thought when I saw it is like, really? Okay. It was about a old I guess uh he was part of a gang, whatever it was, he wanted to go straight. Remind me of that. When I finished my upset news item, rem- Remind me of where we were in this conversation, because it would actually segue well into what we want to talk about next. Were you going to watch the game, John Paul? No, no, this, no. This no, is the, the Red Dead Redemption thing. Okay. Okay. So, the one I want to talk about. Yes. Surprise, surprise, is DC News. Nah. It's DC News, but I'm upset. Okay. I, I tweeted about it, and I even put in the tweet that I was not happy with this, but with Twitter, you can only do so many characters, and the, the link was pretty long, so I was, I was restricted. All right. If you were doing a superhero TV show, a new superhero or a show based on a comic book, okay, and you looked at all the stuff that's been done on TV, Daredevil, Arrow, go go way back to Adam West, Batman, yeah. till now, all that. There's certain things you'd think, hey, we're missing, and certain things you'd think, oh, that's been done. Would you go to one that's been done first, or would you go to something that's missing? A missing piece, obviously. Perfect. Now, if the thing that's been done had been done recently. And was kind of being done again now. Would you kind of duplicate or triplicate that thing? Depending how recent. We're talking recent, like, even right. 10, 12 you years. You saw Smallville, right? Yes, good show. The okay. first few seasons were good. Yeah, it lasted 10 years. Long time. The first three or four seasons, really good. It hit a point where it, yeah, okay, it, we're kind of done with it. but it. And it kept going after that. It while. kept going after that. But after that, if you stuck with it, it got much better to the point that the last three or four seasons were great. Probably the last three were fantastic. Never watched them, but okay. But the middle ones were the tough ones to get through. Um, the last ones were great. And the last three or four seasons were all set in Metropolis. Not in Smallville. They didn't change the name, but they were set in Metropolis. Every so often they go home to Smallville, but you know, at that point it was almost like you were using the word Smallville to refer to Clark himself the way Lois did in the animated series. You know, she always looked at Clark and called him Smallville. Right. Just as kind of a fun insult or whatever to him um, affectionate insult um, so from the producers and creators of our favorite TV show Gotham I think you agree Double you yeah, yeah, okay um, Metropolis the TV series covering Metropolis in the years before Superman got there huh still gonna have Lois Lane and Perry White and Lex Luthor and all that, but unless they change something, which knowing the way they did Gotham, who knows what they'll do, but unless they change something, Superman was, you know, well, he was Clark in Smallville. Right. In some histories, he was Superboy in Smallville as well, and some not. That's fine. Then he goes off to college, travels the world some, not as much as Bruce Wayne, but, you know, travels some, and then comes back to Metropolis and from like almost the day he arrives in Metropolis, he's Superman from day one. If they stick with the typical origin, not only do you not have Superman in Metropolis, 
you don't have Clark Kent in Metropolis. So you're going to have a show about Perry White, Lois Lane, Lex Luthor, and all them, which you can do those stories that can be good stories, but do you really need a whole series about that? While at the same time you have Krypton going on, and you just had Smallville end a few years ago, and you got Supergirl going on, give us Superman. Is it a WWE show or is it something else? All right, so Warner Brothers announced this a few days ago. Uh, they're doing their own streaming service, as we've talked about. They've announced up to now one live action and two animated series. The live action is Titans, and then Harley Quinn, the animated, and season three of Young Justice. Okay. This is their next live action one that they announced. And it's already gone to full season order of 13 episodes or something. Um, so it's in just a concept. They're kind of all in on it. Um, really? I mean, is this something we need? No. Am I being oversensitive? And, and they're going to change fan? it a lot. They will. Um, ultimately, what's going to happen sooner or later is Lois Lane and Alex Luthor are going to get into that relationship which you realize, oh, he's bad, I can't be with him, that kind of stuff, you know, like Lex in that right. way. Then it changed a lot of things. Plus, I mean, if it involves Lois Lane, how long is Lois Lane going to be in the show? Because I'm under the impression Superman and Lois are kind of the same age, right? Maybe Lois close, could be younger. Close to the same age. Either one of them could be three to four years difference. Right. So if she's already well established into a reporter, even starting as a reporter, how many seasons can you have before Superman actually shows up? Yeah. Now, she was their ace reporter when he showed up. Right. And I don't know how long it takes to become an ace reporter. Because, again, that changes the time frame a lot because yeah. they do eventually in the comics get married, have kids, right. or kid, kids? Kid, kid right now. Kid, one kid. So you'd imagine when they first meet, late 20s? I, I could, I could even go with 25 or 26. Okay. Let's assume they both went to college the standard 18 to 22. Right. Then he went and traveled the world a little bit. Right. And she went straight from college into the Daily Planet, and maybe even as an internship. So she was there for three, four, or five years before he showed up. But at the same point, too, if it is the same people, I know people like Gotham. There are people out there that love Gotham. Yeah. As a standalone, non-Batman story, just changing Gotham to something totally different and different villains, yeah. decent show. Dark City it's, with it's, weird people in it. There we go. Yeah. It's just not Batman. Right. Nothing like Batman whatsoever. That's not a Batman origin story. That's just... Yeah. No, and that's, that's why I don't like that show. They're going to do the same thing in Metropolis. That's what I'm worried about. And if this was, if they established this while Superman exists, and in the first episode, in the first two or three minutes, have Superman there, Lois, I just got a call from the Justice League. I've got to head out to space on a mission. I'll be back. But it could be a while. And flies <laughs> off. You know, whatever. I don't, I don't care. You know, somebody who can write, come up with it. And he, better than that, hopefully. Yes. And he leaves in the first couple of minutes. Right. And you want to do a story for 13 episodes set in Metropolis of Lois Lane, ace reporter, investigative reporter, who on her own doesn't need the big, strong superhero male to save her. She's a very competent, professional woman on her own without Superman around. That would be a great thing. Lois Lane had a comic back in the 60s. The title of it, Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane. You really... Yes, update it, modernize it, do it like that, and have Superman not come back until the very end. And then, of course, the ending is, how everything? Oh, no problem. You know, with a right. wink to the camera, you know, of whatever happened in between. It could be Lois takes on Lex Luthor. It could be Lois and Lex team up to fight some bad thing that comes into town. 
It could be a crime drama, a political drama. It could be... Did they cast it yet by any chance? No, they just announced it, no casting. Okay. And I was hoping that the stuff they do on the um, streaming service would all blend with the Arrowverse shows so they could do crossovers, which means you already have a, a Clark Kent Superman who's right. perfect. Who knows what they'll do with this? I mean, just who knows? So I'm upset. I think Warner Brothers and DC is screwing up big time. I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, so, yay. Boo DC. Yeah, boo DC on this one. Now, I reserve the right, just like with Krypton, where I was saying that at the beginning, and now I'm actually excited about it as they've revealed more details and it fleshed it out. at least Krypton, there wasn't really too much toyed about it before. Right. So, man, so right. You can do whatever you want with that. Yeah. Metropolis, I think you're very limited to what you can do without messing up its origin. And it could come out and be fantastic. I mean, it could be. It comes out, and I watch an episode just to see what it's like, and it is incredible. Kind of like we watched the first episode of Legion, not knowing what we were going to expect. Right. And just, wow. Fantastic. Yeah, It's fun. possible. But based on the track record of the people doing it, Gotham. No. Well, they have fan base, obviously. I mean, Gotham does have a fan base. It's going, what, four seasons now? Yeah, something like that. Whatever it is. Yeah, I, I, I stopped carrying out the season I don't half. So, All right, yeah. so... I want to go back to Red Dead Redemption for a moment. Just about your gang life? No, no, not gang life. I, I'd said, you know, the zombie thing was kind of weird, I thought, out there as an expansion. Right. But every so often there are franchises come along that they get stale or the writers have an idea that changes and they do a story or an element in a story or something that just suddenly rocks the whole thing and suddenly you thought you were watching one show and now you're watching another. It happened with Dark Shadows back in the day. Dark Shadows went for... I don't know. It was a daily soap opera, five episodes a week. It went for ten months. Ten months, I mean, almost a full year of five episodes a day. Oh, that's a lot, yeah. That's a lot of episodes. Absolutely. Before they introduced Barnabas. And they introduced Barnabas on Dark Shadows, the vampire. Up until then, it was just kind of a weird, creepy soap opera, but, not, but it's still just a soap opera. Traditional, normal, nothing supernatural. And then you introduce Barnabas, the vampire. Spoilers. Um, it's been around it's, for a lot of years. So yeah, it's a lot of years. Spoilers here. Yeah. Um, and after that, you got werewolves and ghosts and time travel and alternate timelines. And I mean, that one moment in that show took it off down a different path. Kind of cool. There's a show we're both watching right now that has just done that. What so show would that jump off? So I'm going to say up front, spoilers. If you don't want to know anything at all about a certain CBS streaming show that starts with the word star and ends with the word trek that I won't really tell you what it is right now. Just I don't want to give away too much. If you don't want to know anything about that... Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, go away. Don't, don't listen anymore because we're going to spoil everything through, I guess, two episodes ago probably by the time we're done. Right, probably. Okay. Um, it just had a moment, and we'll get to that moment. We just had a moment that, in my opinion, shakes the foundations of the entire show and really turns into a different right, show. Right, before we get to the... End. Yeah, we yeah. Are right now. Let's start with That's the tease. That's the tease. From the beginning. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you, your history of Star Trek, you like Star Trek, I'm guessing. You liked it for a while. My wife and I have both been part of Star Trek fan clubs. I grew up watching the classic series, watched the animated series, watched Next Gen. It came out my first year in college. Um, joined Star Trek fan clubs after that. Made tribbles with the group, which we took to um, children's hospitals and things to give out. Um loved Deep Space Nine for its first few years until Next Gen went away and they came over and kind of messed up Deep Space Nine. They ran at the same time? Overlapped at the end. No kidding. Yeah. Um, Voyager came along, tried it, 
watched several episodes, not just at the beginning, but throughout. Never really cared for Voyager. Enterprise came out, loved Enterprise, even though they screwed up a lot, don't get me wrong. They, it needed to have been run better, but I still really enjoyed the characters and the setting. Loved all the original movies, except for a couple that nobody likes that we won't mention. But Kirk, Spock, McCoy, um, all of them just love everything about it, um, including the new movies. Even though I don't was against the kind of changing time with the new movies and doing something new, they did a good job on it. So, yes, I've been a long, lifetime Star Trek fan. And you? Well, you were totally different there, actually, because when I was a little, little kid... Just when the first one was out there. Right. Nothing else was beyond that point. I tried to get into the first Star Trek. My dad loved it. First I, Star Trek. I tried to like it. So while you're talking, first Star Trek. Yeah. The, 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 do we really need that drop off? Everybody needs a little. Okay, bit. okay. I couldn't get into it. Could not get into it at all. Yeah. And mostly, it is, I hate to say it, William Shatner's overacting was so intense that even at a young kid, He's... I was like, oh, God, this is... I couldn't get into it. I could not. And plus, there were episodes. Yeah. It just thing is, it was intentional. Just, just the record. It was intentional. I, I it was intentional for the style of TV at the time. He was more or less trained for TV style of acting, which needed to be more dramatic and all this. And it just that was his style. Okay. Well, regardless of that. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. People loved him. People loved Kirk. Yeah. I couldn't get into it. Okay. Could not get into it. At I, all. I, I get that. Um, I tried. Next Generation came out. Yeah. And. You and I worked together years ago, yeah. before now, and I remember talking to you about that a while ago. I was like, give it a try, give it a try. Found the entire series on DVD, okay. bought it, dirt cheap, but it was. Had watching it. Nothing. Season one, I can get past season one. It was, I got halfway through it, I'm just... There's a reason for that. Season one was mediocre at best, and season two was worse. However, seasons three and four, pure and gold. I, I hear pure that. Gold. The problem is I can't skip over a couple seasons to get there. Just Actually, season on that one, show you can. You probably can, but I don't, I'm not the type I, of guy. I, I understand. But that is a difference in today's storytelling versus right. that era. Very episodic. You could drop in to classic or next gen any one episode anywhere and really know everything you needed to know to enjoy that episode. With the next gen, you started building longer soap operas around the characters that you might drop in and understand the main story. And if they mentioned somebody's past, it didn't hurt that one story. But you got more out of it if you've been watching the whole thing. And Today's TV is very different. I'm hoping you're right, because the first season was always the adults that are really smart engineers and whatever it is, they get in trouble and this little kid Wesley figures it all out and, hey, it saves yeah. a day yet again. Yeah. It's like Scooby-Doo. How many times can the dog save you? Like, there's a ghost here. No, you're not, Scooby. You're high. No, there's really a ghost there. Listen to the dog. Well, you know, it, it was Scooby's show. It was his it was show, and they never listened to him, ever. Yeah, that's true. Like Gilligan's Island. Kill Gilligan, you're off the island years ago. Just saying. Or you die earlier, because he also saved them a few times. Yeah, he probably you got both. You got yeah, both. I'm more dark than I drop So anyway, so um, Next Generation gave up on that one. Never tried Voyager Enterprise. Never tried him. I just, after you watch a couple, like, I'm just, I'm done. You're done. Yeah. You just didn't buy into that world's concept. Right. I get it. Because it's a very Roddenberry created universe that has a very consistent feel across most of its shows. Right. Absolutely. I did like Wrath of Khan. Okay. But I think everybody liked that movie. That was just a good movie. It's, it's, just a good movie. It will always probably be the best Star Trek movie ever made. Uh, that was a good one. Um, but I haven't seen that since I was a kid either, so I don't know if that just holds up. Yeah, I've seen it a few dozen times, including probably at least once in the last six months. It holds up. Okay. It does. But other than that, until the remake, reboot, 
um, future. Is it even a reboot? Because it does continue um, the storyline. It's a it's an in-universe reboot. It's not a Hollywood reboot, but it's an in-story reboot. Okay. Regardless, I watched that. I watched the first two of those movies. Right. Chris Pine, yep. uh, Zach Quinto. The first two were great. Haven't seen the third one yet. I have it on Blu-ray at my house sitting there. Had a fucking year now. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. For the record, enjoyed the first one, but there was something off about it. And I think it's just because these actors were not used to these roles yet. Right. And they didn't really become the characters until they'd been doing it for a while. Okay. Second movie, I thought they were very comfortable, and I thought the second movie was much better. It had some story issues with the whole con thing, but it overall, I thought it was really well done. But the characters felt like they were in character. They belonged. And they, okay. Like they belonged, calling themselves Kirk and Spock and McCoy. By the third one, the third one felt like, let's do an average TV show episode, but make it a little bit bigger, kind of like when the Arrowverse does this crossover, a little bit bigger than an average weekly one. Do it two hours. And it was great. It was not a big event. It wasn't the end of the world, or, you know, but it, it was really it was really good. Can I thought it was... Making more of them, you know, or... Hopefully they will. Okay. Hopefully. Like I said, I own it. I haven't seen it yet. So anyways, back to that. Um, and, then, and then CBS. CBS streaming service comes out. Yep. The only reason I watched the first one, because you and I had a podcast a couple weeks before that, Hope it fails. I'm against the streaming service things right. where I just want to turn on TV and watch TV. Yeah. I want to watch this stuff on this channel and then go on watching online. Yeah. I understand. You know. The commercials really are getting to me in watching it. But there is a certain, you can pay more and get rid of the commercials. Well, that's the thing is, I think everything is going away. Just the whole, I guess technically it's not free anymore. But free TV is almost gone. It really is almost gone. It really is. And that's unfortunate. Except we don't, we've never minded paying for television. It's when we're paying for something, like in this case, CBS has a huge streaming service. Right. Lots of content on there. There's only one thing on there that we care about. There might be more than one unique one on there. There's only one show on there we care about. So we feel like if we're paying for it, we're paying $6 or $10 a month for one show and one show only. That's why I have a hard time paying for HBO each year when I want to watch Game of, uh, Game of Thrones. That's the only thing I care about paying for at that point. So I'm paying a lot of money. I'm kind of with you. At the same point, that. HBO, I did get a Game of Thrones only. But at the same point, there were always some things on it I could always watch. Like, okay, that's pretty decent. There were. And when Newsroom was still um, doing new, new episodes, Newsroom and Game of Thrones usually were like back-to-back overlapped. So yeah. I felt like I was at least getting two shows for the money each month. Right. And it didn't bother me as much. So I think a lot of it's volume. And once these services build up a volume, like Netflix has a lot of original content. Amazon has a lot of original content. Right. If they build up a lot, I don't think we'll mind as much. It's when there's pay for this one show here, pay for this one show here, pay for this one show over here. I'm only pointing because people can watch us now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched this first episode of Discovery. It was only going to watch the first one of Discovery because so that was it. I was done. Yeah. I'm off that track anyways. Yeah, it was a cliffhanger. It was a cliffhanger, so I had to finish it off. Yep. Finish it off. I really liked it. I've been watching it straight since. Missed the last episode, but other than that, I'm pretty much well, on right now. I haven't missed it, just haven't gotten to it yet. No, yeah, exactly. Better better it. It. Yeah, better way to put I it. I will get to it soon. Yeah. Probably tonight, even for that matter. But it's a really good show. The effects are yeah. top notch for Star Trek. Acting's great. The cast is really likable. I don't have any, any problems with this. I really don't. 
it is very different from classic and X-Gen, Deep Space Nine, or Voyager, definitely. Voyager might have had a touch of something, but each of those, they had their five-year mission, or with Voyager, the mission to try to get home. But overall, they were episodic television. There were always little threads that would go across episodes or seasons, but for the most part, you could drop in any time. Enterprise tried doing a full season story a couple different times, and they didn't write it very well. They okay. didn't write their full season story very well. But Enterprise, at least, was done in the time period post-Babylon 5, post-Joss um, Whedon with Buffy, to where people got used to having one season of a show, while it could have standalone episodes during it, was one whole story. Right. The way Daredevil and the other Netflix-type shows have been done. You, you get a full story. And that's kind of how Discovery's doing it. Maybe that's part of what appeals to you, is it's, it's a well-constructed story. It's not Monster of the Week, Planet of the Week, whatever. That might be part of what's better. I just enjoy anything about it. I, really, I enjoy the cast. I enjoy the story. Yeah. It, you know, and the thing is, too, I get bored so easily these days. Yeah. With movies, TV shows, I get up everything so fast. I haven't been bored yet. I really enjoyed this one. So, um, and it's gotten better throughout the season. I, at least I feel like it's gotten better and better. It really has. We, except for one week. And it wasn't that it got worse that one, well, two weeks. There was a two-parter right before the break. Because even, even though it's on a streaming service, they're not doing like um, Netflix. They're not doing, here's the whole season. Yeah, you can't binge it. you got to watch it week to week. They're still, they're still doing that um, sort of old-school style, which I actually prefer. I prefer carrying it out. No, I do too. It's just maybe I'm old school, whatever it is. It gives you a chance to pace yourself and talk to other people about it along the way. Right. And you don't have, you watch the whole series, you know, this weekend, and I'm only on episode two. And the suspense builds, yeah. Yeah. I, I get you. So I, I prefer that. Um, but So they did two before they took a break, uh, right before Thanksgiving, a two-parter. That felt very much like a classic Trek episode, whether it's original series or next gen, whatever. Uh, they went to a planet that had, you know, the whole planet was pretty much alive. And the, right, and Sue got that. Yeah. hypnotized, whatever it is. And it, it was good. There was nothing wrong with the episode. I enjoyed the episode, but it felt very much old school Star Trek. Except for that two-parter, it has felt very different and has continually upped its game every single week. And since the break, it's been my favorite show on TV right now. Yeah. Um, they go to an alternate timeline, Mirror Universe, I guess it's called Mirror Universe, which you didn't know anything about, right? No idea. All right, so what did you think when you first, when well, they first kind of described the Mirror Universe? Did you like the concept? Did, you, did that intrigue you? Did I was draw interested you in? in seeing. I was like, okay, this is different. My wife watched Star Trek back in the day, so she had ideas of what was going on. I had no idea. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was interesting at least, I would say that. Um, kind of want to see the other characters going. Tilly, for example, I love what they did with her. Yeah. She's just lovable, redhead. You know, a little blundy, but I'm uh, not blundy, that's not even a word. But anyways. Blundy's a word. I made it up right there. But I'm um, really enjoyable character. And turns out in this mirror universe, she's the tough lady. Oh, yeah. And watching her, that the actress, play the sweet, innocent one, pretending to be the tough one, was great. That was, that was the light moments in the show. Right. But there was just so much. It's very dark. These last episodes have been very, very dark. Yeah. And they've been so good. And I can't, like, I want more of it right now. I'm so behind, which is disappointing because I've just been busy this week. But I'm like, And after that one, there's only two more. And then that's it for the season. They, they were renewed for a second season, like, by week two at the latest. Oh, really? So, so okay. there will be a season two. But I think the entire season one was already planned out. Even if they hadn't finished filming it, it was all planned out, story was written, everything. So 
I have a feeling when we get to that last episode, it'll feel like a complete story. I mean, I'm sure it'll feel like a complete story. I don't know if there'll be any plot threads that will carry us into season two. That will feel like cliffhangers. I, th- I think there'd be a big cliffhanger coming. I really do. I, I just don't know. I, I'm sure there'll be threads, but if I was writing it, I don't want to leave threads out there as interesting, but I wouldn't want to leave a cliffhanger if I didn't know if I was going to be able to finish it. Of course, if they got word in time, they could have written an add-on cliffhanger, too. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. But these three episodes were a pretty big cliffhanger. I mean, the end of that two-parter I talked about before they went on break, they finally finished that and jumped where they're supposed to be jumping, and everything is destroyed that's around them, and where are they? And we don't know where we are, and oh, no. They get fired upon eventually. and Yeah, but, you know cut to credits and we don't find out for a month and a half. They won't do that. They won't, well, they won't do that for the mid, uh, for the season finale. That, that, that's a huge cliffhanger. It is, but a month and a half is okay for those kind of cliffhangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, compared to Walking Dead, because the main actress is from Walking Dead originally, yep. where it's always start off great, boring, 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 Finished cliffhanger, strong. great. This, this is not doing that. This has been good all the way through. Well, so the Mirror Universe, that was one of most fans of the original series, one of their favorite parts of the original. That's what introduced the fact that, like, if you ever decided to shave but come in with just a goatee, I'd be worried because that would mean you're the evil version of, of um, B-Man. Can I be evil version of B-Man? You could, you could be evil version of B-Man one week if you wanted to. Well, I might it can be. happen. So, but because of Spock having the goatee in the Mirror Universe and all. So it's something that's been around since then. Did they all have goatees? Just no, Spock? just Spock. It's just one of those things. Spock Everybody, was evil. Spock, being a Vulcan, he wasn't necessarily evil, but he was definitely from a dark universe and approached things, well, logically, in order to survive here and thrive, I have to fit in with the way this universe goes. They did have a goatee now, I think, about it on the Mirror Universe when she saw the Vulcan, her old mentor. Yeah, yeah, he did. That is crazy. That was the throwback to Spock having that. Was it really? Yeah. It makes sense now. But again, a lot of it was just because it was a darker universe. The lighting was darker. Sulu in the mirror universe had a scar and such and tried to kill Captain Kirk. And So, I mean, it was... Kirk had it coming. That Kirk did, yes. The, the mirror universe Kirk definitely had it coming. He was an evil person. Um, so all that was great. And they've actually tied in that and the Tholian web and some mirror universe revisits from, like, Deep Space Nine and such. They've, they've tied all this together into Discovery, which is fantastic. I, I love that they did that. Um, so when they showed that it was the mirror universe that was one of my theories when I saw they were somewhere else but I immediately got to watch the next episodes I didn't get to talk to you about it because I, I was behind and watched a bunch so of the row theories. I had theories what are the theories do you have Darvall anything else you know? well I have one theory which I'm going to come back to it's a Klingon theory Let me, don't, don't ever forget the Klingon theory Okay. but then they get into the mirror stuff and that's fantastic and everything with the mirror universe is great they even bring in some new concepts about it um, and they've to the point you're at, I've watched one episode more than you, um, but to the point you're at, we've had three episodes in the Mirror Universe with them trying to figure out how to get back to their universe. Um, we got the one more you need to watch and then two more episodes, so you know something has to happen right. unless the whole series decides to just become a Mirror Universe series, well, which is one of, of those things that was dangling out there. Kind of wondering, because now what's the timeline between Star Wars show? Uh, Sorry, that's our shows. Okay. Because I'm not sure about the timeline exactly, what takes place okay. first. So Enterprise is first. Okay. That's um, the Scott Bakula one? That's Scott Bakula one. Enterprise is where humans... Um, actually, I guess you have the movie First Contact, where humans first make contact with an alien species, Balkans. 
Then you have Enterprise, the TV show. Um, Who was in First Contact? Uh, it was the Next Gen crew. Um, they went back in time, the Borg, and okay. all this kind of stuff. The Borg were trying to stop and defeat um, the Federation by going back and stopping the Federation from ever being created. Gotcha. Pretty much the plot of Krypton, uh, where Brainiac is sending somebody back in time to stop Superman from ever being created. So everything old is new again. Gotcha. Um, so you got Enterprise, and then after Enterprise, Discovery, the new show. After Discovery, classic Trek with Kirk and Spock, the original series, which didn't have a subtitle, it was just Star Trek. Then Next Gen. Then Deep Space Nine, which overlapped with the end of um, Next Gen. They were concurrent. You have some crossovers. Okay. And then Voyager came out and overlapped with Deep Space Nine, but it didn't really matter because it was as the ship had been thrown in like to another galaxy or way, way away, and we're working their way back. So there's no crossovers. It didn't really matter about its timeline, but it was kind of concurrent with the last little bit of Deep Space Nine. Okay. And um, the movies, you had the Kirk, Spock, McCoy era, Generations, which was the crossover that kind of was the pass of the baton from that group to Next Gen, then a bunch of Next Gen movies. So roughly how long between Enterprise and Discovery, Discovery and I do, I'm sure somebody who's more of a Trek fanatic than I am could tell you the exact number of years, even in their star dates. I... I don't know. And Discovery is in, from what they said beforehand, it is in the original timeline. It is not in the redone timeline of the movies, okay. of the new movies. It is supposed to be in the original um, Shatner timeline. Okay. So, I'm trying to figure out, Discovery in a way, not to be any spoilers here, but they have a special way of traveling. Explore, drive. Yeah. Uh, and that's in the first two episodes, yeah. so that's not really a big spoiler. Like, I think anyway. they call it Code Black or that, or... Uh, yeah, instead of going to Code Red or anything else, they Code Black, and then they jump. Right. If that takes place, the second one takes place, the Discovery, mm -hmm. that ship can't survive. It can't. Either the ship can't survive, which is very possible, or that technology proves to not be viable, and they can't continue on. Which they gave themselves an out in the episode that did. you have stopped with. I'm not going to say what happened after that, but at that moment, they've given themselves an out um, to where if they wanted to eventually say, that's why we don't do this anymore, they could do it. But somebody else would have done it by now. But the other wars they had and that kind of thing, somebody else would have we did the sport drive. I think the ship has to die. Maybe the entire cast has to die. With, with all the knowledge about it and everything yeah, else. Yeah, they, they have to go away. Or stay stuck in a mirror universe or another universe. I guess they're coming back. Just my theory that you have. Your theory. Um, I really think it'll probably go down the direction of here's some reason, and it might take till season two or three or four or whatever. They'll come up with some reason why we can't do this anymore. I wish they would just do that right away. I wish they would take this moment where they ended the, the last episode. Um, I just can't remember the title of it. I wish I could remember the title of it. But anyway, I wish they could take that moment and just say, yep, we can't do this anymore. Here's why. Now we're not more of a traditional Star Trek show, but now we've tied up the loose ends on that. And there's one thing comparing to Star Wars. The Last Jedi, for example, we bring it up a lot. You either love that movie or hate that movie. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Star Trek, this new one, seems people either love it, yep. like I, I really enjoy it, or some really hate it. They really do. Now why is with that hit? Because I, I'm watching it, I'm, I'm enjoying it all the way through. I, Am I missing something? Does it change a lot? Well, every time a new Star Trek series has come out, there's been a lot of people who, that's not my Star Trek. 
That happens every time. Well, that happens every time. Happens every time, yeah. and people get over it. So I think people are getting over it. I don't want to hear about that as much anymore. So they're getting over that. There's still going to be some haters, but you've got the um, the overall story. Instead of episodic, it's one big story. Okay. The technology seems a lot more advanced, like you were just saying, than what was shown then in Kirk's and everybody else's time, which bothers a lot of people who are very nitpicky. Um, the Klingons. The Klingons look radically different. You know, they, the original series Klingons looked, they were designed to be kind of Mongolian looking. They didn't cast people who were Asian descent, but the way they did the makeup and the costumes and everything about them, you were supposed to get the idea of kind of Genghis Khan, Mongolian okay. era, that type of thing. That was kind of the way it was based. But they were human with the goatees and, and all the rest. And then Star Trek The Motion Picture came along um, and they changed Klingons. And a lot of people had a problem with that. They had the ridges and you know they, they, they visually were very different. People complained for a long time about that. But finally, because they did such a good job with the stories, Wrath of Khan, for example, people got over it and were like, okay, the stories are so good. It's just technology is better. Our technology is better at doing makeup effects. We'll get over it. Eventually, I'm sure there's some people who never got over it. But fine, we've gotten over it. They even made a joke about it in one Deep Space Nine episode. Uh, classic um, Trek episode, Trouble with Tribbles. Deep Space Nine went back in time and did a cool um, episode that was... They blended their characters into the original episode and had them weaving in and out. And you actually saw Kirk and Spock in them with the other characters in the background hiding to not interact, or they interacted, and huh. it was really cool. And at one point, Worf, who's one of the new design Klingons, who's part of the next-gen crew, is there, and they see some of the old-style Klingons walk in the room. And a couple of Worf's, Worf, what's up with that? We don't talk about that. So that was kind of a cool... Huh. They not, they made a nod to the fact that there was a difference, but they almost just played off as a joke and said, we don't talk about that. Done. But I think those three things, but the Klingons were a huge thing for a lot of the real nitpicky fans. I think those, you can't ever do anything for them. I think the overall story, as long as it's good enough, brings people in. The technology part, they get over. So I think by season two, you're going to have everybody pretty much on board with, with this. Well, that's the thing is... The technology part does kind of bother me in a way. It bothered me with Star Wars where episode one through three, the technology was great and kind of fell away for episode four. Yeah. Just why don't you just make a future movie, future soundtrack instead of one before. And that makes a lot more sense being able to take that into account. Right. Especially with this board drive. So that's why I'm so they confused, wanted, I guess. I guess they wanted one in a war, which there was a documented war within the series. During Kirk's time, we were recently out of the Klingon war there was peace but uneasy peace neutral zones they still fought each other some but peace by the time of next gen we were allies and we actually did exchange programs with Klingon ships and such and Roddenberry's idea for the future world was to move more and more and more towards a utopia of people coming together so I think somebody who's in charge whether it's Roddenberry's you know children or whoever or just somebody who cares did not want to take us back to a war type setting because that would be against Roddenberry's direction. I could be wrong, but I, I can get that. I can respect that at least. But no one ever covered that original Klingon war. So okay. why not go back and tell that? If you want to do a war story, which this is definitely a war story. I mean, that's, that's all it is. But it also seems like the war just ended like halfway through the first season. 
Um, at least a big part of the war ended. You haven't seen the next episode. Okay, you already have. Um, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying you haven't seen the next episode, which gives you hints of what could come next. There was trailer at the end of it for next episodes and such. So I don't even really know, but I saw stuff in the next time on that made me okay. wonder what's going to happen next. Um, so that being said, um, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you've been listening up to now but really don't want to have the biggest moment spoiled, i got to mention it. Three, two, one, you're done. You had your last chance. If you're still here, you know that, you know, J.R., someone who shot J.R. and all those kind of things. Who shot J.R.? I didn't know who shot J.R. Who shot uh, one of being Crosby's granddaughters. Okay. Seriously. She played a character in the show. and. Did he deserve it? Uh, J.R. always deserves it. Okay. Yeah. As long as they keep him alive and bring him back so he can continue. Oh, he didn't die? No, he didn't die. Okay. I know. I have no idea. Okay, we're good. Okay, anyway. All right, so they're in the mirror universe. They're going through all this. And one of those things that people didn't like was the fact that Lorca did not really, Lorca's the captain of the Discovery, did not uphold the um, traditions of Starfleet. He didn't care about the prime directives and all that kind of stuff. He's in war. He's more practical. He's more of a, just the Punisher. Get it done. Right. And we just discovered why at the end of that last episode. Because he is from the mirror universe. This entire time, our main character, well, one of two main characters, but the captain of the ship, was not really a good guy. Well, was not really from our universe. I should say that. We don't really know if he's going to end up being a good guy or bad guy, but he's not a good guy I'm in the traditional... I'm under the impression he was the good guy vigilante type. Yeah, but but I'm just saying, at, at the cliffhanger moment was the very end of the episode, so we don't really know from there which direction they're going to go with it. Um, it's it's very cool. And it changed. That was my point. I was shocked that. That was a show that changed its entire makeup at that moment. Because I was always a little bit behind, but when Ash turned, okay, he's actually part Klingon, or whatever it is, a guy has to yeah. fuse yeah. or whatever it is. I heard spoilers coming, so I saw that happen. I'm like, oh, that's a spoiler. Kind of started coming a little way, sleeper agent, whatever he was. Yeah. I'm cool yeah. with it. But I was okay with that. Never saw Lorca coming a mile away until they were literally at the point of explaining what it oh, was. No. And then, boom. And then it was like, oh, the, the light kind of bothers my eyes. I'm like, no way. Yeah. I, I literally said, yeah. I looked at my wife and like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. We, we don't figure it out until like three seconds before they show it to us. You know, right. Literally that close, which is great. Uh, last thing, and then we probably are about out of time here, but last thing I want to mention, the Klingon part. Okay. Um, since you mentioned the Ash and the Klingon deal, I had a theory, and I don't know if they'll get to use this or not, but I'm guessing they probably won't because of how quickly they've revealed all this stuff and are going there. I had a theory, because I kind of guessed that he was somehow Klingon involved and that they had modified his body and he was really um, Vogue, son of none or whatever it was. But they had modified his body genetically and physically to be human. In the original series, Klingons looked human. And over time, they got more and more alien looking. What if the Klingons we saw at the beginning of Discovery were the original look for Klingons? But this guy, having genetically modified himself to look human, had done it at such a low genetic level, and then ends up winning everything, you know, help, you know, taking over in the Klingon Empire and winning, and procreates, and his lineage becomes, um, not all of them, becomes a major part of the Klingon Empire, and that's why Klingons looked human, but ah. slowly moved back towards their alien. Look at you, as, John Paul. As the human DNA 
you know, got watered down further and further and got more and more towards the alien look. I think that would have been a great I like way it. of tying it together. I think they just, you know, in the end, they probably just um, decided to change their look for no good reason. I do think it was stupid. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So, okay. But so overall, we like it. A right? through F? A through F rate, rating yeah. on this? I'd give it an A+. Plus. Really? Yeah. I, 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 give it. It, I give it all a day. All right. Yes. Um, so, how are we going to end this one? With the B-Man question of the week, of course. All right. Next time. You and I are big convention lovers. Yes. MegaCon, DragonCon, uh, Spooky Empire is coming out before those. Yeah. Vulcan, even. Yeah, don't want to forget Vulcan, so I'll keep going. And actually, Mongols have one coming out, too. Genghis Khan. Ah! See hey, what I did there? There is a Genghis Khan. Is it really? Yes. That joke is totally not funny anymore. Thanks, John Paul. Thank you. No, I think it's in Portland, actually. You're, you're a anyway. killer of jokes. I'm sorry. I don't know why you do that. <laughs> I don't know why you talk to you. All right. Anyways. But spooky. Spooky Empire coming out in April. Yeah. You going probably maybe? Probably not to Spooky, no. Okay. Well, early April, so literally, I think it's like the 6th to 8th or something like that. Okay. So we're almost exactly two months away from Spooky Empire. Yeah. As of right now, I just checked a minute ago, unless I missed something, there are no guests announced. And even MegaCon, which is end of May, so a little, like... They've got four or five announced now, right? Yeah. Which and I was, I was kind of worried that they hadn't been announcing much. Right. And they... I'm still convinced a lot of those actors are in the back out. They always do Megacon. You always hear actors, no, he's not coming anymore. But that's why they over-program right. just to make sure. But if you go into Spooky Empire in particular, would you be worried that two months good away question. and nothing announced? It's a good question. I have a great answer for it. All right. Next time on the old wow. Titans. Don't do that again. That's, that's good. We're good. Oh, I like that. No, 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 no. That, okay. wasn't, that wasn't good. All right. This is John Paul. B-Man. We are out of here.